0: what's up guys it's Mike from LRMOnline.com bringing you a special broadcast here we're going to be talking about Dragoncon this past weekend over Labor Day weekend I got the um, privilege of going to cover this event and let me tell you it did not disappoint um, Dragoncon celebrating its 30th anniversary this year uh, started out in 1987 as a small convention that took place in downtown Atlanta to celebrate. The science fiction, fantasy world, and you know, also incorporate comics into it. Um, started out as one hotel, uh, which was the Marriott, and then moved around, incorporated two hotels, and so forth. And now, 30 years later, it basically takes over all of downtown Atlanta. Um, it's five hotels, okay? So you get your tickets, and you know, all the other organized stuff at the Sheraton. Then in the center of it, it's the Marriott. So the Marriott kind of is the, the place where the, the major things go on. So you have your Walk of Fame um, where celebrities sit down and do autographs. Um, in the second level the bottom level is where you have your photo ops then your third and fourth level are your ballrooms where you have a, a lot of panels and these are big panel rooms you know not little tiny ones I mean the what was it the Legends of Tomorrow panel I went to that had Casper Crump and Falk in there I mean that thing was humongous not H Hall size but or Hall H size on Hall H size but it's pretty close to it um and so that's at the marriott but then you also have the hilton um (coughs) which hosts a lot of other panels the hyatt also hosts a lot of panels the weston was a little bit uh different this year than the previous years i've gone to it this one had panels but more focused on Uh, video games and all that so that's just panels and you know everything then there's the America's Mart which if you've never been to downtown Atlanta America's Mart is three buildings and Dragon Con used up two of them and they're four stories apiece and basically they're just big buildings that have nothing inside them basically for conventions um, on its own so building one had in America's Mart was dedicated just to gaming, so they had tournaments going on from card tournaments, D and D, different other types of sh- uh, strategy, MMO, RPG games, and so forth that that it was going on um, throughout the days then America's Mart 2 was the vendor's mart it was four stories worth of vendors and comic book artists uh, that basically took up the entire America's Mart to sell, to to sell their stuff so shopping wise it's pretty you know pretty amazing feat that they're able to do to fill up that that much of the territory um, so if you think about it, you have five hotels and the America's Mart 2 buildings that is a lot of convention and it started Thursday afternoon is when you could pick up your, your tickets, and the line to pick up tickets pre-registration went outside down the street. It was ridiculous. Um, that went on all night. Um, I was able to, to get my tickets. I went, I came in a little bit later to Atlanta um, at nighttime, so I didn't get the, to the Sheraton until about 8.30. And I still had to wait a good solid 30 minutes just to pick up my tickets, which isn't bad um, whatsoever. Uh, I've heard I heard some people earlier in the day saying that they had to wait, you know, about 45 minutes to an hour, but the pre-registration moved really fast as long as you had your ID and the card that sent out to you was set. Um, so, a lot of people did that. The hotels weren't really set up for a whole lot. Um, they were basically... Um, were just more hangout spots that you could go to. The Marriott was a big-time hangout spot. I went in there for a little bit. um, And then that night, Thursday night, there was actually a pub crawl for the media that we could uh, uh, attend to and go around downtown Atlanta. And then basically it was the outside areas where they showed you uh, where all the lines would get set up uh, for the different panels and everything. And then kind of just give us a layout of the land. So that's Thursday night um, in the big kickoff on Thursday night is the New Year's Eve Dragon Con party where basically it's a massive party. It goes uh, on, you know, celebrates at midnight, basically the beginning of Dragon Con. Um, Friday, you know, is is a busy packed day. That's, you know, or a lot of your panels are being hosted that day. So if you go on Fridays, you're going to see a lot more panels than than you normally would on the other days um Saturday is slammed Saturday that's the day that uh, you know basically you're you're dedicated to you know being to moving around people and constantly being surrounded by people uh the final tally number they had predicted 75,000 to attend uh, Dragon Con this weekend at some point in time and the final overall number that we got on um, Tuesday was seventy-seven thousand. So here's what you got to think about this, okay? So, you know, Comic Con over San Diego is still probably, you know, without a doubt, the largest comic convention. And then you have your other ones, your New York Comic Con, um, and then uh, your expos that happen over in uh, Seattle and Las Vegas, which are big too. Um, but here's the thing that they don't have to compete with. So this weekend, Labor Day weekend, it's a it's a daunting task. But the uh, coordinators of DragonCon always reserve it for this weekend because of the three day weekend, and it allows people to basically celebrate the last weekend of summer by going to DragonCon. And a lot of people from the southeast end up driving to Atlanta for this um, and staying at the hotels. So you had DragonCon going on from Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and ending on Monday. You also had Thursday night was the NFL preseason game for the Atlanta Falcons. So if you were driving in Thursday, you had to deal with Atlanta 5 o'clock traffic. And if, I don't care where you live. The only other city that I know that has the same type of traffic as Atlanta is L.A. Um, and so 5 o'clock traffic without Dragon Con, without the Falcons playing in Atlanta is bad enough. But then you have that. Um, then on Saturday... You had the Chick-fil-A um, kickoff game between University of Georgia and University of North Carolina happened that afternoon. So not only do you have 77,000 people flooding into downtown Atlanta for uh, a convention, but you also have an additional fifty to 60,000 people showing up for a football game. So hosting-wise, the city was slam-packed. Um, and then there was other events going on throughout Atlanta. It's Labor Day weekend, of course, and people are going to the aquarium, going to the Coke Museum, doing the touristy thing. So this was a um, a big event, but is you would never have known. Um, so the entire time I'm in DragonCon, I'm I'm going to all the different events. I'm doing interviews and stuff like that. I would never have thought while well, my time outside there was something else going on. It seemed like everybody was there for DragonCon, and the, the layout and everything is great you know um, it's different it's not your normal convention your normal conventions for those of you who don't go to a lot of these things um, basically held in a convention center hence the convention name why they got comic conventions um, normally when you hear about a, a comic convention or a convention in general in a hotel lobby it usually is a smaller um, more confined space but um, the hotels in Atlanta are humongous, and so to host them, it's it's pretty big. Um, and another unique thing about Dragon Con that not all other conventions have is that it's it's twenty four hours. There's literally an event going on at some point in time during the day, even at you know two o'clock in the morning. Something going on. Um, Thursday night, uh, at starting at nine p.m., they had a. Uh, Stranger Things Netflix binge marathon where basically you could go into one of the uh, the um, panel rooms with a bunch of other people and from 9 p.m. to 4 a.m. watch the entire season of Stranger Things, which it was. Uh, I couldn't even get a seat in there. It was sold out. Uh, I went by on Thursday night and looked at it and, um, about 8.15 as I pulled in and the line to get in was, you know, out of this world it was ridiculous so that many people were going there um there's different um events going on at nighttime uh saturday night or no it was friday night was the zombie uh, ball basically you know and the um was it the hilton yeah the hilton uh, held a zombie ball in one of their big uh ballroom areas and stuff so you could dress up like a zombie and you know have a great time there was uh, another <clears throat> Uh, party going on on Saturday night, eight bit where DJ was playing a lot of theme music from the eighties and nineties. You know with the eight bit style. So it's all it, it, There's something for everyone at Dragon Con. It's not specific to one genre or the other. Um, if you're into sci fi, you have your sci fi stuff. If you're into fantasy, you're into your. Fa- they got fantasy. If you're into gaming, they got games. The uh, one of the, my most favorite places to hang out. Was in the gaming room in the America's Mart on. It was the second level, and it was a uh, arcade setup that brought by um, a organization that imports uh, arcade games from Tokyo. And there's some games that I've never even seen before that you know kid, kids are playing like they've been mastering it for years upon years upon years, and it's unbelievable. Um, so you know that was. You know that's just a, a small tidbit of it, and there's so much more that goes on. So many different events. Um, one of the most popular events that goes on with Dragon Con is the blood drive that they host uh, through Life South. Uh, Life South is the organization that hosts the blood drive with alongside with Dragon Con, and um, basically what you have is on the bottom floor of the let me think here, it wasn't the Sheraton, it was the, um, the Hilton, and, yeah, the Hilton, um, is basically reserved just for the blood drive, and there's about three tons of equipment that they bring in, and what they do is they take in whoever wants to donate blood, okay, um, and this concept started a while back, let me see real quick here, so i would make sure I give you the right information, um, so, it's based off of. Um, give me a second here. Uh, Robert Heinlein, who started this, you know, the started this idea of the pay it forward, um, and so and it's about seven years ago is when it started. If I do my math right, yeah, um, you know, basically. Anyone and anybody who attends the con can basically donate blood. And the idea is is that they want to get as much blood donated to help out individuals in need that need blood and, and, and transport it wherever it needs in the United States. Uh, last year it was three thousand one hundred and seventy one donors donated two thousand six hundred and seventy eight units of blood. Some type of blood, and you're rewarded with a T-shirt. and You get free food, drinks, and so forth uh, to help out. It's an amazing cause. It's great. Uh, this year they were hoping to um, gain around five thousand units of blood. Uh, with the amount of people, is such a big influence in that. Um, that goes on from basically Friday morning all the way till Monday night at midnight, and then basically pack everything up. So. Um, what we were told in the media is that this is the largest blood drive, um, in the United States and it's second only to a blood drive in India is what they, uh, told us. Um, so it's, it's a special cause and it's really great. And so to see a convention bring so many people to celebrate, but then also have a good cause behind it is, is phenomenal. Um, so if you do attend next year, and you haven't given blood within, you know, I think it was the week or whatever and stuff like that, make sure you give it. You know, it's it's a great cause, and it's it only takes roughly around thirty minutes of your time, and you know that's something that thirty minutes of your time can save somebody's life, and that's really important. That's kind of why we you know look at superheroes the way we do. Um, so the the blood drive definitely a a great cause. Um, and it was impactful that in itself could be its own reason of having dragon con but the one thing that kind of drives more and more people to attend uh dragon con is to see the parade um if you go on lrmonline.com i posted roughly around 500 pictures i got i was able to um get into the press box area and get some really great shots uh, some profile shots and then some just wide open shots of the people uh participating in the parade dressed up, and also just the amount of fans that stand on, this, on the side. So Saturday morning, starting around 7 a.m., you'll see groups of people start lining up on the sidewalk of Peachtree Street. And if you guys don't know Atlanta, Peachtree Street is kind of the main street. It's not the middle of downtown Atlanta. It's not really a middle part of downtown Atlanta, but Peachtree Street is considered the um, the main road, and that's where you have the marathon run, start and finish right there. Uh, that happens on the 4th of July so uh, in order to participate in the parade you have to sign up prior to coming to the convention and it's gotten so popular that the actual cutoff for people actually participating in the parade ended um, March 1st of this year okay 2016 so think about it we're just first weekend of September And you had to sign up to make sure you were guaranteed a spot in the parade March 1st. So um, this is the fourth year that they installed this prior registration. What it used to happen beforehand is people would show up on Thursdays and start registering for it. And they would go on all day Thursday, all day Friday, all the way up till Saturday morning. They wouldn't close um, the registration until the last possible person signed up until the parade started. That got a little out of hand, so they went all to the online registration and basically opened up enough slots, and that was it. You know, once it hit max, that was the, they weren't going to add any more, and the max it hit was March 1st. So, um, people planning on attending next year and participating in the parade are expecting to sign up as early as uh, January next year. So, it's going to be pretty amazing to see. Uh, when the cutoff hits um, coming up so the parade takes place Saturday morning as a 10 a.m start and depending on where you are in Peachtree you probably won't see um, anybody come in until you know roughly 10 15 10 20 if you're further down the line maybe about 10 30 it takes about a solid 30 to 45 minutes depending on how the flow of the parade is um, and it's amazing they they do a great job of grouping the people, so it's not just a cluster of you know, of cosplayers and stuff, they it, it's grouped by you know, genre, and usually it starts off with um, you know, the, the Dragon Con banner and you know, the uniqueness of the sci fi dragon you know, age, and they bring those characters through, and then it just goes by movie, by video game, so forth. And for the past couple of years, it's ended on. Um or ends with the Star Wars with the five hundred and first uh stormtrooper you know and all the Jedi's and you know different Sith that show up and everything it's unbelievable you know um, the people that don't even have tickets to Dragon Con still come out and watch this and you know, people that live in downtown Atlanta will get up in the morning go sit on Peachtree Street and it was a beautiful day it was unbelievable um and I just couldn't believe you know how many people. Were you know dedicated to sit there because if you think about it, you get there seven a.m. You're in shows or the parade's not starting till ten. Um, it takes about two hours, two and a half hours to roughly get through all of everybody, you know, all the participants, and then, um, that you know goes through, and it's one of the, you know most organized parades i've ever seen you know besides you know your thanksgiving parade and so forth and your christmas parades that you know happened in new york and macy's and so forth to organize that many people in a short amount of time because it's not like you get practice with this so like the other parades they have practice they this is all just sign up show up in the morning at 8 a.m to a certain spot they put you in your in groupings and then they send you down so it really tells you a lot about the the volunteers that work at dragon con and you know how well organized they've got that going on. Um, and that's you know another thing I want to talk about is that the people who volunteer to work at DragonCon are the nicest people in the world. Um, there's, you know, there, there's a high expectation if you're going to volunteer for a con, um, doesn't matter if it's a little one or a big one like dragon con or comic con. Um, but there's something about it. It's like the Southern hospitality is unbelievable. Um, and if you ever have a question, you can always find somebody, one of the volunteers and they will, if they don't know the answer, they'll find it for you. If you need help with, a, as a vendor setting up stuff, a volunteer will help you. Um, I saw a couple vendors that showed up on Friday morning and hadn't really gotten their booths set up and everything and they were struggling getting their you know their equipment up and everything and about five or six volunteers just stopped what they were doing and helped them bring it up to their booths and helped them get set up so that they were ready to go um the the coordinators of the events the managers of the events unbelievable um the media managers I mean anything I asked for they took care of it it didn't matter um and just it's, uh, it tells you something about how much they, you know, really care about this convention. Um, so once you get through the blood drive, once you get through the parade, then it's basically enjoying the panels, enjoying the photo opportunities and the autographs, uh, on the Walk of Fame. So it's pretty, if, uh, efficient how they organize it. So, um, one of the best things that, uh, DragonCon has going for is that they developed an app this year, uh, or no, they developed it last year. Um, 2014 was the kind of trial run beta test, 2015 was the first good run of it, and then this year it went smooth. So if you are a person that likes to see panels and try to organize everything, um, you have your traditional convention booklet that they give you with everything, but if you're a person who's gone to conventions, a ton of conventions like me, you know that, schedules change all the time celebrities end up canceling or you know the there's a double book in one panel so they got to you know move it to a different location and so forth um so dr- the organi- organizers of dragon con got a app developed for them and so now you basically open up the app you can see what's going on either at that day or at that time and so forth and it tells you location it gives you maps it tells you everything you need to know and it updates it on on the hour so when a panel changes rooms you get that update it's pretty much you know um, the best tool you can have going to this convention And more likely, almost all the major conventions will develop their own app, you know, within the next year or so. Especially with so many people on smartphones now. Um, But this is, you know, a pioneer ship, if you want to call it, um, you know, from Dragon Con because all the things I had to attend and everything, and it's so tough to keep checking at your booklet and go and look in here, look at there. I was sitting listening to panels at the same time, checking out what's going on in the next hour, what's going on next year, you know. what buildings got the most going on, and so forth, and you can plan out your day. You add it to your schedule, and you look at your schedule, and it says here, 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 and then you know you can double book, triple book, and so that you can make decisions left and right. Um, so, the app is something that um, when you go to DragonCon, you have to download the app. It's going to make your experience a whole lot better. Um, especially if you're a person like me that loves to go see the different panels and, you know, jumping from one to the other, to the other, it, it makes it a lot easier. So then all you're doing is you're focused on getting to that panel and not having to worry about scheduling and writing things down and so forth. Um, and dealing with panels, um, you know, it's the traditional ways, you know, um, basically you have people camp outside, you know, for a long time and then you know stand out in the line and then they filter you in through the fire uh stairwells into the the panel rooms now here's my advice for you guys that if you go to dragon con if you don't care about where you sit if you're not dead dedicated dedicated diehard and i have to sit up front then don't bother waiting in line it's a waste of time because the panel rooms that they provide at these hotels are so big that even if you are one of the last people in the back of the line you're still going to get a decent seat. You're still going to be able to see, you know, the celebrity you want to see in here and so forth. Um, so to me, you know, unless you're one of the, the first 20 to 30 people and you know you're going to get a seat right up front, don't I, I wouldn't bother with it. To me, it's, you know, if I'm sitting five rows back, it's the same as me sitting 15 rows back. I, I'm still far away, but I can still hear, and I can still enjoy myself instead of sitting outside, you know, waiting in line, I'm going to enjoy myself by going and seeing other cosplayers, seeing another panel and stuff. You know, a thing I like to do is um, not necessarily, you know, I don't necessarily wait on panels a whole lot. I don't mind. It doesn't bother me. I can sit in the back and get all the information I need. Um, So what I'll do is I'll basically predetermine what panels I want to see as top priority. And then let's say there's a flash panel going on at five o'clock in the afternoon so I'll head over that way around like 4:30 and what I'll do is I'll see what's going on in the other panel rooms and if there's something going on that's entertaining I'll just walk in you know nice and quiet and stuff and just sit in the back and listen to the last 20 30 minutes of that panel and then hop on out and by then, the you know the flash panel is going on at five it's starting to fill in and I just have to wait maybe like five minutes for everybody to get their seats and then I walk in and you know there's still plenty of seats there's still people walking in there's only um there's only probably what two or three um two or three panels that I attended that were slam packed um and that was the uh, flash arrow panel that happened and then um, the Star Trek panel, that one was, was pretty slam that they, they had, and those are the only really two that were, were full, maxed out, and so forth, um, so, just looking at that, you know, don't waste your time, unless, you know, this, it's not Hall age Comic Con type deal, um, where you're going to see a preview or a trailer before anybody else, you're going to get the gr- best information. So enjoy your time. That's the whole thing about Dragon Con, is that they want you to enjoy your time. They want you to be um, you know, happy during this time period and not have to wait outside the entire time. So my advice to you, enjoy it. Go hang out in the hotel lobbies, see all the cosplayers, go to the America's Mart, shop. Play games, and then when you're t- it's time for the panel. You want to see? Head over there. You'll get a seat. They're gonna do everything they can for you. That's what the people at DragonCon are there to do. Is make it, you know, um, you know, it, it, you know, as as the best opportunities and you know the best time that you can have. And there's panels after panels after panels after panels. And you know, for a convention to be going on in the fall and have this many panels, it tells you something that they're doing something right. To attract, because you have to understand something is that what makes Comic Con unique um, in July. It's that right at the beginning of the television filming, so a lot of TV shows have either filmed one episode or two episodes, and then they take about a week break around Comic Con time, so they get to go to that. Movie films usually take their um, summer hiatus right around that time period, so Comic Con has a hold on the the July week area because that's the perfect time to get all the tv personalities and movie personalities into one convention dragon con with labor day weekend it's a little bit more difficult because filming is going on you know right there and there you know um even though a lot of these actors and actresses are now you know attending more and more conventions to to have a labor day weekend which is basically the only holiday that these celebrities have to spend it in the convention tells you that, you know, they're doing something right, they're getting people into this show, Um, and it's not, you know, anybody, you know, on the low level, these are A-list, you know, TV star actors that are showing up, um, you know, and people, you know, people that are, are driving TV shows right now, and even, you know, the great William Shatner, Made an appearance at Dragon Con this year, which was great. You know, there was other movie actors and actresses that are there. Um, Some canceled. You know, one of the people I really wanted to see and uh, wanted to see if I have a chance to talk to was um, um, Carl Urban, but he had to cancel scheduling conflicts and everything. But there was plenty to do. So the Walk of Fame with the celebrities is one of the, you know, better things to do at Dragon Con. You want um you want to get an autograph you want to meet a celebrity have a you know a minute or two to talk to them you go to the walk of fame um and it's organized too a lot of conventions i've gone to where celebrities go to and sign autographs little unorganized here um you know but at dragon con you know they have their volunteers know what they're doing they have the set organizers and directors in place the celebrities you know, are well established. You know, they know prior going into where they're sitting at and so forth, and it's just smooth sailing. So it gets a little crowded sometimes in the midday when more celebrities are in the Walk of Fame than others. Other times, but it won't disappoint. I think the the main star this year um, that was attending the Walk of Fame was uh, Charlie Cox. You know him as Daredevil from Netflix. He was there in Every time I went through the Walk of Fame, his line was slammed all the way, you know, to the very back. So, it was great to see. Um, And then, you know, photo ops were, you know, one of the better organized um, events that I've seen with the photo opportunities. And just overall, Dragon Con was really organized. That's what I love about Dragon Con is that you go to some conventions and, not saying that um, they're bad or they're horrible, but... You know, there's definitely niches that some directors are good at and some of the things that they're not so good at. And either you go to a convention where the celebrity, you know, autograph session or photo opportunities are in great, great shape and they know what they're doing. And then you get a total chaos when it comes to panels, you know, room changes or you know a lot of conflicts and everything that um scheduling conflicts happen uh but it, there wasn't one thing that i noticed at dragon Con where it was like wow this is this is really bad or the, you know they don't have their grip on it i mean they've been doing it for 30 years for a reason and to to have five hotels say yeah we'll we'll basically um give up our weekend so that you guys can host your convention is, is saying something i mean they the, the hotels make tons of money off this they, there would be, you know, if I owned a hotel in downtown Atlanta, I'm going to do everything I can to be a part of Dragon Con next year and the year after and the year after because this is the southeast, this Is you know, in the southeast, this is the convention to go to. So in the northeast, probably New York City Comic Con um, and then, of course, West Coast, you have um, Comic Con in San Diego and then the only thing I would say would come close to any of that in the Midwest is South by Southwest and that's not even a, um, a true comic convention anymore, or it wasn't even a comic convention, but you know it's kind of blended itself to it. Um, so, but you know, I just want to take an opportunity to thank all the volunteers and the media relations group. I mean, hands down, great people to work with. Anything they uh, I needed, they were more than willing to help out with. Um, you know, make sure you check out DragonCon photos online. I-, I posted the gallery up on lrmonline.com. Um, there's also other, uh, Facebook groups that they do. A lot of the, um, cosplayers end up grouping together and they take their pictures together and, um, it's called Dragon Con Photo Group. Um, I think that's what the name was at Dragon Con Photo Group. And they meet up at the Hilton and they have these big stairs that you can set up on and get all the cosplayers from, you know, whether it's Disney characters or Marvel characters or Deadpool, that was a great Deadpool photo, uh, shot that was taken on saturday which was pretty amazing it got all the deadpool characters together to take a picture it was, uh, pretty funny captain america's and so forth um so check those out and if you're in the southeast you know if you live in the tennessee north carolina south carolina northern florida definitely georgia alabama even mississippi you need to come to this convention just one time in your life and you'll see why and if you come once you'll understand um, why it's such a big deal and why people continue to keep coming and coming to this convention. Um, my best advice for you is that if you're planning on going to this convention, get your tickets now. Um, they, they go up in price. Right now, I think they uh, it's September. I think it's this weekend is when they start selling tickets for next year's um, Dragon Con and they start out at 80 bucks and it just continuously grows higher and higher and higher and if you wait till, you know, the middle of summer you're going to pay anywhere from like 160 to 170 bucks for a ticket and you know you'd rather use that money to spend it on an autograph or photo op or something in the in the Smart vendors wise um, so make sure you do that book your rooms early i mean they these things sell out Really, really fast. I mean, there's seventy-seven thousand people going to this convention for a reason. I know there's going to be those haters out there that say, "Oh, Dragon Con's for nerds or whatever and stuff like." That. But you know what? Screw that. We're if if you go to a con, you're a nerd. It doesn't matter. You know that's the name of the game. If you're listening to this podcast, you're a nerd. So embrace it. I I embrace it. I'm not ashamed of it whatsoever. So um, you know there's. Dragon Con over the years has gotten a little bad rap, but I guarantee you, you go to this, you'll have a fun time. If you don't have a fun time, you're 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 lying to yourself right now. I I guarantee that. Um, you know, I grew up in Atlanta when I was a young kid to high school. I actually went to Dragon Con, you know, in the early days when it was like 10 year anniversary and everything. Like that. And it just amazes me how much has grown um, in just 20 years. You know, when I went the first time, it was two hotels and the one of the americas mart and we thought that was a big deal now you're talking five hotels five hotels 24 hours nonstop it's going to be four days next year more than likely so you're going to get your thursday your friday your saturday your sunday or you know who knows maybe friday saturday sunday monday it's all this it's four and a half days it's going to be five i wouldn't even be surprised if they say let's go six days cuz vendors are there the Monday prior to the convention starting, so why not just open it up and let people just stay there the entire week, you know, um, and enjoy it all for what it's worth. So if you live in the south, definitely plan on going. If you don't live in the south, then if you got nothing better, also if there's not a vacation you got lined up, saying I've got to go here, then I'm telling you, you need to sign up and go to the Dragon Con convention. It you won't disappoint. Comic Con is great, you know, out in San Diego. South by Southwest is great. New York City Comic Con, they're great. They all have their, you know, um, their special attributes. But this one right here, I'm telling you, um, you won't. If you got a family of kids and everything, like that, you won't be disappointed because here's the here's where I I like it, especially for families. That uh, talking to a couple families at the convention was that they were staying in the hotels, in the Marriott, in the Hilton in the West End, in the Hyatt, and so forth, and some of these families were saying, you know, you would think staying in a hotel that it would be loud as could be, you know, um, but everybody's so mindful and everything, and you know, there's a little commotion here and there in the middle of the night, but for the most part, all the families that I talked to had a great amount of sleep, and then also, they don't have to go anywhere, they literally just go down the elevator, they're in the convention, they don't have to leave, where other conventions, you're at the hotel, you got to drive, you got to park, you got to, you know, pay for a taxi, uber or whatever, and that's with little kids a very difficult thing. Also, you want to cosplay, great cosplay, but you don't want to walk around. What if you have a big bulky armor, you know, from Halo that you're wearing or you're Spartan warrior, um, and you get a little chilly and you want to change. You go right up into a hotel room if you're staying at the hotel, it's not that big of a deal. Other conventions, you're screwed. You're staying at the convention in your armor or in, you know, lack of clothing. And that's it, you know. Um, if there's an issue with your, your your outfit and you need to fix it, well, you're staying in a hotel, you go right upstairs, you can go fix it. Not a big deal whatsoever. Um, so, you know, definitely make your way out there. Definitely, you know, check it out for what it's worth. Um, once again, thank you to all the people at DragonCon who attended, I had a blast, you know. Um, and I'm definitely planning on going next year. Doesn't matter if it's media or not. If, you know, if I don't get assigned to this, uh, convention as a me- you know media personnel I'm still going to go either way So, um, but that's it for me check out, if there's any other conventions you want me to talk about or you think that we haven't um, covered and you want us to cover, let us know um, Mark will be back this weekend coming up, we're both heading up to Wizard World in Richmond, going to be covering that event and then we should be back on the routine because then TV shows should be on full scale so that's it for me guys guys Hope you had a good time listening. Let me know what you think, and I'll check you out later.